I think you just figured out a new tongue twister you got to work on. Uh, <laughs> really? Bear, uh, beer drinks bear. No, bear drinks beer. Mace, mace, bear, be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just it needs a little time of the workshop, but we'll get yeah, it there. I think I think about ninety percent there. Oh, ninety yeah. percent. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Butterball bear beer drinks <laughs> beer better bald. <laughs> Uh, butterball butter turkey trucks turnover. <laughs> Buttered bared beards. Uh, here we go. Uh, butterball turkey trucks turnpike tragedy. Ah, <laughs> oh, you ruined it. You ruined it. How will I know I'm ready to podcast without a proper tongue twister if you're giving me stuff like that? <laughs> That was brilliant. I just want to say, I just uh, complimented myself. Uh, great new tongue twister. Entered in the lexicon. You're welcome, the world. Yeah, don't, hurt your, don't hurt yourself, Pat. Yourself on the back that much. Yeah. I actually <laughs> have been doing it so often, I'm quite limbered up. Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans, uh huh. You don't really wanna miss pop soccer, stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the 90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep it so entertaining. Hey, pop soccer. Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Saga, the pop culture podcast by a couple of old school nerds. Last episode, we talked about what we were looking forward to in the year ahead, and today we're going to be putting our money where our mouth is, and to try, and we're going to try to accurately predict the top ten movies of 2023. Just to make things extra spicy. We're gonna put 50 smackaroos on the line. I'm Forrest and I'm joined as always by John, but which one of us has the site and will be $50 richer come year's end? Only time will tell. Uh, the answer is me. The answer. <laughs> I'm is getting me. a vision. Oh, no, hold on. I'm getting a vision. Oh, it's coming so clear. Oh, it's me. I'm holding a phone. What am I looking at? Wait a minute. What's that Venmo? John has sent you $50. What? Oh, what a vision. Yeah, that is wrong. Your vision what is a wrong. True, what a true. No, actually, look. Okay. All right. Let's be real here, people. I'm so unsure about my list. <laughs> So unsure about my list. Bruh. I, I'm i sure my list, a few of these will appear yes. in the top 10, but where I have them, I am I am not sure. And I, I put on my analytics hat for this one. Ooh, oh, I, you know what? When I, when I pitched this, I forgot that you have a background that would be so advantageous. I, the, 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 the the scientific method I used to to choose this was uh, you know hopes and vague recollections. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. That's that's like at least ten percent of analytics work. Uh, oh, 
Okay, well, I, now we'll I see. do feel better, I'll be yeah. honest. Actually, I'm lying, folks. He's screwed. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I, I have only myself to blame because uh, I literally came up the, with the idea to this episode, uh, including the monetary uh, aspect of it. So um, I've, I'm, I'm setting myself, I guess I'm really... I'm really just like, ugh, $50. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. It's true. Like, um, it is $50, and I don't like giving away my money. You can ask mm. most people. So this this was a, a challenge. I mean, one that I was like, well, if I can get free $50, that means that the $50 I'm saving for this, I'll have $100. And then I could buy half of a hot toy with that. So, <laughs> it's coming up, John. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Okay, well, I like the way you're. I like the way you're thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but you think before, I'm gonna do? Keep the fifty dollars and be responsible with it? Hell no. Toys <laughs> are being bought, or a toy in this case. I don't know what, but something. Part fun. of a toy, a fifth of a toy will be bought with this money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Before we get into that, though, uh, John, I had a quick question for you. Do you like fruit? Yeah. I mean, are you expecting me to say no? Uh, Some people don't like fruit. Yeah, well, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I like fruit. Okay. Uh, What would you say, what is your top five fruit? My top, my fifth favorite fruit. Uh, I would say, let's... Let's just quickly go through our top five fruits. Do you think you could, you could pull that out? Yeah, sure. Okay. Right, what's your uh, What's your fifth favorite f- fruit? Your uh, What is your top your fifth number five out of your top five? Uh, plums. Oh, plums are a good, a really good choice. Uh, I'm gonna be in. A, I'm gonna go in a similar vein to what you're talking about. I'm gonna say nectarines. Yeah, I think nectarines are good too. Yeah. Yeah. How about number uh, four? Pear. Pear. Yeah. Pears are really good. Uh, why Why is pear in your number four? It, so I I naturally kind of try to, not in all cases, but I try to gravitate to fruits that have some sweetness to it, but also a little bit of texture, because uh, spoiler alert, number three will be apples. Number, mm. you know, number two will be grapes because it's just a little bit of uh, a sweetness. You know, it's like a quick burst of sweet. They're usually a little sweeter. And then number one, this one's tough because it it, it is really seasonality. It's either strawberries or oranges, so it would be a tie. But um, and it's only because I could recently start eating oranges because citric acid used to wreck my throat. But whatever they did to oranges now, they're not nearly as acidic as they used to be. Oh, so interesting. Oranges are back on the menu. Oh, no. When I was a kid, if I had, like, a, a glass of lemonade or orange juice, my throat was raw. Like, like literally, like, bloody raw. Ugh. Like, it would hurt. It would be so painful that I, I just wouldn't drink it for years and years. And when in my adult life, I said, you know what? Let me just try this. And I had it. And nothing happened. I had tears of joy. And uh, so, you know, oranges are very high up there. But I love strawberries, too. But strawberries are way too hit or miss, depending on time of year, obviously. That's so true. 
the and a bad strawberry really sucks yeah it is like a bad strawberry is worse i feel than a worse than a a bad orange because at least a a bad orange is just mild in flavor bad strawberry is just bad yeah but do you ever get those oranges where each of the little you know orange nodules has separated like yeah uh, that's not a good one no those ones are like the texture is foul too it not only is it like bland as hell but the texture is foul too yeah I'm going to go... Yeah, what do you got? I'm going to go nectarines, grapefruits, uh, and then I'm going to say peaches, Uh, apple, mango. Yeah, I like mango, dude. Mango is is my, like, 100% my number one favorite fruit, but to your point about strawberries... Man, you really need to pay attention and get yourself a good mango because a yeah. bad mango is just like hard as a rock and tastes like like paste or you know Elmer's glue or, or something, or grossly slimy. Oh yeah, or just like you you touch it and just like brown goo comes out of the side. You're just, yeah, you're like why is it so wet? I don't understand what this is. It's viscous almost. Yeah, but. It, it, May I'll put it like this. Mangoes are always like my go-to if I go to the Jamba Juice. Yeah. Like any sort. Yeah, yeah. I always get because they usually will blend a strawberry in there, a bunch of other stuff that I like anyway. Yeah, sure. So I just, you know, go in there. When yeah, I was but... in high school and could not gain a pound, I used to go to Jamba Juice and get this milkshake that they set, used to have masquerading as a smoothie called the Peanut Butter Mood, and it was like. True. Oh yeah, they still got that thing. Oh, through. <laughs> I'm surprised there's still. I'm surprised there's enough demand. But I guess people need frappuccinos. So. I mean, people people don't care. They're just all yeah, like, yeah, just give me an excuse to drink a peanut butter sandwich. Yep. They're like, yeah, it's got peanut butter. It's got vanilla ice cream, <laughs> frozen yogurt, or whatever. Great. Now, also give me a weak rest shot, and I'm off to the races. I'm healthy. Uh, Healthy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine, mine always was strawberry wild. And Ooh, I was yeah, like, that's a good one. Yeah, but I'd be like, oh, I'm eating healthy. Yeah, I'm gonna get the immunity boost so that way I don't get sick, and work will appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate. That. Well, everyone thought that when Jamba Juice first opened, because uh, spoiler alert, I blew. I grew up in a town. Uh, where the closest city had the very first Jamba Juice, and it used to be called the Juice Club, and then they, brag. they were sued and had to change it to Jamba Juice. And man, that really got them. Just kidding, <laughs> they really blew up after that. Wait, wait, wait! They were sued because they were called the Juice Club. Was it uh-huh. because there was a lack of juice at said club, or they were charging? No, there was another some... place that had a had that name before them. Oh, okay, just accidental Juice Clubbiness. Exactly, uh, you know, because it started off at just a little California college town. They didn't know, and then they became uh, an international sensation. But everyone thought that. Everyone was like, you know, you got a vitamin boost, and you this boost, that boost, and then you're like, I feel like a million bucks because I'm chock full of sugar. <laughs> but you yeah. think it's because of the vitamins. I can't sleep. I'm so healthy. I've got the wheatgrass. <laughs> I've got so much energy. Yeah. Well, okay, you asked me my fruits, but why? Why did you ask me about my fruits? You just wanted to know? 
Yeah, I was just curious. I thought about it a little bit before the podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to bring enough. that up on air. Fair uh, and I'm going to do it after the intro, so he has to keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> it's the surefire way. Unless it's all of a sudden like, missing part here. And then that's... Yep. <laughs> And we'll just jump to whatever. That's... Yeah, just have me ask my what what's your what's your favorite pr- fruit, and then do an elliptical edit sound, and then go on with the rest of the episode and cut out all the other parts about fruit. Uh, why not? Just set it up and don't hit it, uh, knock it down. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Might as well. Yeah. Um. Uh. But before we get started with our list. Uh, I don't know, John. Are you enjoying a beverage this evening? Uh, I am. I'm keeping it chill. I'm just drinking some H two O. Very H2O, nice. Yeah, just felt uh, felt like uh, I went to a. I don't mean to brag. We went to a party, pretty exclusive party on Saturday, oh. and, and I had a couple of drinks. And so okay. Still feeling those drinks from uh, Saturday. Proving my age, so uh, water, water, and uh, more Gatorade. Ah, uh, yes, the classic combination. I will be enjoying not water tonight, even though I have been. I took a whole week off of drinking after New Year, so uh, I am going to be uh, partaking in the Starburst IPA by Ecliptic Brewing from Portland, Oregon, on the planet Earth, which is something that they specify on a can. Can art review, uh, it's fine. It's got a cool font. <laughs> it's got a bunch of stars on there, and the can is black. They're sticking to it. They got a little explosion on there that is the, the titular starburst. So, cool. Good job. Everyone likes your beer. Congratulations. Well, look at you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, that's a- here well it opens like it can oh, oh and of course it goes everywhere every goddamn every. time can't open this like a civilized person yeah, you just, just ripping through it like a garbage bale kid all right how's it taste mm, i actually like it quite a bit it's uh it's it's quite bitter it's quite hoppy it's got that those citrus notes but uh crushable okay you heard it here first, folks. Crushable. Starburst IPA, crushable. You know, I, I actually prefer like an ale. Like a red ale is like my favorite kind of beer. Sure. Uh, and I like lagers and stuff, but they just don't have that many choices. Everyone's crazy for the IPAs, and that's what all you find all over the place. So I'm learning to enjoy the the intense hoppy flavors. Yeah, I, I, I was there. I was there. I used to be the IPA. Like, that's what I would drink because I knew no one else liked IPAs. Yeah. But then at some point, the Borg adapted, the Borg being my wife, adapted to IPAs. <laughs> and all he of a sudden. He doesn't mean it. <laughs> oh, I do. I, do. I talk about it all the time. Where it's just like before, it's like, ooh, we don't have anything to drink. And they just ignore the IPAs. But then one day, just drinking it. I was like, this is pretty good. I'm like, that means none of my booze is safe. This I don't was even mine. I don't even like IPAs. I just liked having a beer for me. <laughs> uh well, yeah, to the times they are a change. 
Um, oh, speaking of which, uh, right before we jump into it, I'm going to send you something. I just want your immediate reaction to this headline. Okay, let's see. Say the first thing that comes to your brain. Go ahead. What? What? <laughs> How did they think this would work? I don't know, bro. I the, don't know. <laughs> I'll read it out loud for the people at home. Uh, the headline you just sent me said, Zack Snyder fans call for Warner Brothers Discovery to sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. So they think that they could just take the concept of the DC version of the... the uh, I mean, the Snyder version of the DC universe... And they can just sell that to Netflix? Also, why are you saying Netflix? I know Be Netflix has a deal with Snyder, but, like, they're kind of on a tear lately. They're yeah. going to cancel your shit. <laughs> don't, don't wish for Netflix. I mean, yeah, I don't think you're in a much safer spot. You might get a movie or two out of them, but then that'll be it. That'll be it. I. You should. They I should never have given this fan base what they wanted yeah yeah that's that's what that's what came into my head when i read that article i was like that's what you get that's what you get for negotiating now it's going to be nothing let me just tell you if you're a, a Zack snyder fan fine if you love his dc eu movies great you got what you got enjoy what you got and that's it that's it. There's there's still two of them coming out, basically. It, exactly. It's and, still going. And one of them might even be on my list for tonight. Yeah. Yeah, a couple might be on mine. Oh, uh, you're, you're trying to threaten me with a bad time? I see how it is. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, just stop it, folks. Thanks. Anyway, that's my P. I need PSA music. Oh, wait a minute. I don't have PSA music, but yeah, just stop it. Yeah. You can be better than this. <laughs> okay. So, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, today's episode, we're going to be trying to predict the top 10 movies in the order of their box office, uh, total box office gross at the end of the year, uh, for 2023 this year. And, uh, the rules are that the movie has to come out in 2023 and, um, uh, whoever gets the most amount right, that means the title in its ranking at the end of the year, uh, will be owed twenty dollars. Uh, twenty. I'm trying, oh, trying to reduce it already because my list is so bad. No, uh, fifty dollars. Uh, to to the uh to the winner. So, or they will be owed fifty dollars by yeah. the loser. Um. So those are the stakes, and we will be revisiting this in our year-end spectacular uh, that we do every year uh, when next December, the end of next December, rolls around. So stay tuned for that. You'll get to find out. Maybe uh, if you want, you can track uh, who's ahead uh, while the, the year progresses. Certainly, you know, we'll be doing that because <laughs> the stakes could not be higher for us, but... Um, 
It's fifty dollars. That's fifty. That's that is uh. That's when it starts to become real. That's it. That's yeah. it. It's like it's money. Yeah, and, that's and that's you, real money. And remember what we learned from last week. You're not money. Oh no! Swinger callback, but in reverse because I'm. Money. You're not money, and I. Everybody knows it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, we we uh, Forrest was nice enough to find the list off of Cinema Blend, so that's what we're we we both went off the same list. So there wasn't like any secret ones that we knew of or something like that. It lists most of the movies, and there are some listed with that are supposed to come out this year, but uh, in some instances we know there's no traction for it or there's no release date. So I'm not even including those in my list at all. Just I didn't like, either uh, because it was very, uh, there was one Star Wars movie on that TV like to be released in 2023. And I'm 100% positive that it's not being released this year. Exactly. Uh, but it, man, would it shake up the list if it was, if a Star Wars movie was coming out. Um, but uh, it's not. So let's go from 10 all the way down to one. And John, why don't you hit me with your number 10 top grossing uh, movie of 2023? All right. My number 10 top grossing movie of 2023 will be Disney's haunted mansion. What? <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Yes. Sure. Really yeah. interesting. Yep. yep. So I say you're going to look at Disney live actions reimagining lifetime grosses and yeah. they make a lot of money. They do very usually, well. Usually, with the exception of the ones that are like more ride adjacent. But I'm factoring in the fact that you yourself said you love the Haunted Mansion. Love. Everybody loves the Haunted Mansion. So I property. figure it could definitely eke into the higher grossing on that end. They they mm. make they like some are fairly low, but like if we were to go in their top ten, they've grossed over a hundred million dollars, and I believe this movie could easily do that if not more. Wow! So I had to wow, find wow. like a wow. a baseline there. So for me, Haunted Mansion number ten. It's a long shot. Haunted Mansion, number 10. That's fine. That, I love it. I love it. Uh, for my number 10, I am predicting that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning will be the number 10 top grossing movie of the year. Okay. All right. Uh, What's yeah, your reasoning? I, well, I think well, Mission Impossible movies always do fairly well. And I think the uh, the the humongous success of Top Gun will have like will bleed over into Mission Impossible a little bit. I think the the sort of uh, the the lust for cruise has never been higher than it is at this moment uh, in the past few uh, years. And he's like jumping out of planes and thanking people for going to see his movies and stuff. Uh, I feel like. That's what uh, will take the top 10 spot. So people are cruising for a cruise, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I hear that it might be like the last of the of the this current run of Mission Impossible-ies. Um, 
the thing is, the last couple of ones have been a great time, so I could see this one being a big... And, like, there has been nonstop coverage of the fact that Tom Cruise is, like, riding a motorcycle onto a plane or off of a plane or onto a helicopter or through a helicopter blade, so he's doing it all himself. And I think that that, that has a lot of, like, uh, buzz around it. I don't know. I think it'll be number 10. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I mean... They definitely are spectacle films, and you're for sure going to get a stunt or two. And you know Tom Cruise is doing it, so it's always kind of worthwhile to watch that and see that because it is kind of a almost a dying art form. Really, everything's like either CGI'd or something else now. But to see people really do that, that's a little uh, little gem to it. I, I think that's a pretty good pick. But if that's your number ten. Yeah. What's your number nine? Uh, number nine may shock some people, but number nine, I think, will be Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. All right. I think it will be... I think the fact that, besides like hardcore Snyder fans, I think the fact that these movies are kind of going away, whether or not that's known by the general movie-going public, I think is debatable, but... um. I think that will have kind of a cooling effect on it, so it won't do as well as people maybe might have hoped. And I also think that it's really strange we haven't gotten a lot of marketing for this. I think that's true of all the DC films, but... Well, I mean, so I will tell you right now, Aquaman is not on my list, only given for the fact that it's truly at the end of the year comes out on christmas so it comes out on christmas it'll be tough for it to even crack the time shit you're right (laughs) but uh you do you okay Uh, well yeah you're right i i kind of had forgot i knew it came out in december but i forgot it came out on literal christmas christmas yeah it's like christmas day obviously that date can change it'll it most likely it won't but it, it could and so i was just like well it won't really have enough time to gain up steam though that is like I think their third, or no, excuse me, their second highest grossing movie ever, um, yeah. for the extended universe there. But I was just like, well, you only got five days, and I don't think you're gonna, you you'll probably crack a hundred mil. But I wasn't willing to take a chance on that. I wanted to give yeah, something his full fine. run. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about your number nine? Okay, so my number nine. So maybe I put a little too much. I should have put more feeling into this and just just went with it. But I picked number nine, the Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Interesting. So do you think there's still Hunger Games heat left? I, yes. I think at this point, so I took a look at the last one, and the last one made almost $300 million worldwide. And Catching Fire is their most successful, and that was the sequel. I think the book is already out, so people are ready for it. They're looking for it. I also think that people who are kind of kids when Hunger Games were, uh, were, were out are now kind of like young adults, so I think there'll be a nostalgia pull with a whole new like Gen Z type of thing. So I think people interested in seeing the rise of... Uh, Donald Sutherland, whatever his character is. 
Yeah, everyone wants to know that guy. Well, me well, and How I did. did that guy get to, to where he is? Exactly. See? So I'm mm. glad you're with me. Yeah. Okay. So that's my number nine. Hunger Games. Very interesting pick. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I mean, I, I will tell you my process. I went through all the highest grossing franchises and took a look at the list to see if there were any on that list that were coming out this year who sits in that family. And uh, the Hunger Games series, uh, one point like two billion over all of them. So I'm, t- I'm taking a, a pretty big uh, bet on this one, I still feel, because, you know, honestly, to your point, I don't know who's all looking for Hunger Games, but I think the audience will be there. It seems like the audience shows up when they make them, so. Yeah, although I do, like, part of me wonders how much of Hunger Games' success was Jennifer Lawrence-based, and without her and being a prequel... Do do we have the draw that really catapulted those later Hunger Game movies? And Hunger Game novels were set in the world ablaze back then, no pun intended. I know, but this is a new one, and the new novel is out. It wasn't like this book came out years ago. It came out, I think, last year. So I'm taking a bet. I'm Ooh, gambling here. I, I like it, though. That's I'm taking a bet. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to play the, the angles. Angles. <laughs> I love it. Well, what about your number eight? Well, my number eight is one that you already mentioned. Mission Impossible, Dead Rake Reckoning. Oh, nice. You think it's going to do even better? I th- The last one that came out uh, did over $200 million. And that was, you know, a few years ago. And I'm with you. I think the Tom Cruise factor is in full effect. People are like, he can fly a plane, but now can he swing through a plane through a chandelier (laughs) attached to the Taj Mahal ball or whatever he's doing for this one? (laughs) The Taj Mahal ball. Yeah. (laughs) So great. I'm for it. So that's why I was just going like, I think people are, people want the cruise and this is a part one. So I think of a two-parter, so. Oh, that's really going to get people out. Yeah. yeah. I think they'll see the first one. Then they'll be pissed because it'll be kind of cliffhangery. And then I don't He'll think. They'll like, be hanging off a cliff. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're That's Tom really Tom Cruise doing that. Yeah, he's still there. He's going to wait to film the rest of the movie afterwards. <laughs> Trust me on it. He's hanging there he's right now. He's still hanging there right now. They're going to do a live Q&A session with Tom Cruise hanging off a cliff. Hey, look, he's right there, and he's eating a cliff bar. That's cool. He's <laughs> hanging off a cliff. Eating on cliffs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. great. Uh, my number eight, I think, is going to be Barbie. 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 I think you're thinking of Barbie. What the heck? Uh, it has some incredible talent behind it. Uh, and... I think that I think this will be the movie that breaks uh, Margot Robbie's uh, box office curse that has been talked about a lot lately, weirdly. Well, I mean, I guess she had those two movies that came out almost back to back and everyone like Babylon and that other one, Anaheim. No, yeah, Babylon did not do as well as I think people were expecting, but uh, I think Barbie's going to get there with the... Uh, the uh, um, Noah Bombach is involved. I think he wrote it. 
Uh, and um, and uh, Greta Gerwig is the director. Like, this is a lot of talent. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think it's the right time. I think that the, I think that sort of Barbie nostalgia has been something that's not been mined uh, effectively up until the point. And if this movie is as good as I think it's going to be, I think it's going to really strike a chord with people. People are going to go back for multiple viewings. I think Barbie's going to do very well. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. Interesting choice. I didn't pick it just because I saw what it was up against uh, same day. So I was like, nah. What's it up against? Oppenheimer. Interest. Well, very I know very, very different. different things, but if, you know, we're talking about like, look, everyone was giving James Cameron stuff for Avatar. Like, how's he going to make his money back? That movie's going to make its money back. And um, then some. And then some for sure. So like, you know, the thing is don't bet all, you know, like don't bet against James Cameron just looking at most of Nolan's releases, I wouldn't bet against him either in terms of like the amount of draw that he'll usually bring in. Even Tenet where people were like, I don't understand it still brought in a lot of money. So I was just like, Ooh, Barbie. Ooh. And then next week after that is the Marvels. I'm like, Barbie, maybe come out two weeks sooner or something like that. Let's God, just get, well, just get out of there. But you know what? You do you. I'm I'm hoping for your sake it's on the list and it's the only one you get. I hope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That would be great. Uh, I don't. I mean, yeah, that's not looking great from a time slot perspective. I wish they would have moved that back. But maybe the audience is segmented enough that you can uh, you can still make good money. And maybe you know what? Maybe Barbie's got legs you know what i mean <laughs> maybe bobby's got long legs you know what i mean buddy you know what I, okay yeah I um get it, I, get it. I get it okay if that's your if that's your number eight yep you have a number seven obviously. i do indeed my number seven is fast x uh and i all i wrote next to it in this uh in my notes is people love this shit <laughs> I think I think I might be a little like a little too conservative on the Fast X. I think it might actually be higher, but um, that's where I'm putting it. Number seven, Fast X. Dominic Toretto's back. We've seen the picture of him that they released. Everyone's gonna want to go out and see that. He's gonna put butts in seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally is. And what? What? Yeah. Mine, I have Fast X at number 14. Number 14? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. You you have no idea. I should have been doing actual work, but instead I was sitting here and looking up. I was looking at the numbers, and I was like, what could it be? And it was like, I was looking at the numbers quarter mile at a time, and that one didn't show up on my list. So I was just like, number 14. But, uh, yeah. Um, I can see why. It's number 10. They're getting the band back together, I guess, for the most part. Um, though I know number nine didn't do to that well. Um, Did it not? <laughs> it didn't do as well as uh, the Fast and the Furious Hob and Shaw. Oh, so The Rock pulled more 
uh, and Jason Statham were a bigger draw, huh? Slightly. And I mean by like $900,000. Okay, well, that's not a huge difference, but for a spinoff, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's why I was very impressed with the uh, the, the, the spinoff effect here. That was like, oh, wow, people, it's either people like the, uh, I've never seen the movie, still haven't seen the movies. Um <laughs> Uh, but you know, my, I figure people love this shit and, or people like cars. If the movies are still about cars and not family, I don't know, but, uh, I, I could definitely see why you have that <laughs> on the list. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, but surely you have a number seven. I do. And this one's going to be out of so left field. You're going to be like, what the fuck did he pick the re-release of now? I picked the Nun Two. The Nun uh, Two, number seven. Number seven, because the first one, dude. Can I tell you? I didn't think I was like, look, I know like the Insidious, um, the 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 Insidious, the La Llorona, like all those movies, like that world that they created generates a fair amount of money. Like they do pretty good. But then when I saw how much money the nun made, I was like, people are clamoring for crazy nuns. They're making a second one. <laughs> are they? I guess so. Dude, This the first one almost made $400 million. $400 that's, that's million. A lot, that's a lot of money. Right. Do you think and, this the sequel has the staying power, though? The same I, think people power? Want, I think people want the nun. That's why I'm to go. That's why look, it's out of left field. I admit it. A lot of the ones at the top of my list, starting at six onwards, will be names that you recognize. But the none two, I could not discount that. Especially when I took a look at uh, other films that follow up to the sequel. So Insidious makes this much money. How much did the sequel make? Oh, the sequel one did better. I'm banking more people want the nun too. They might not want nun three, four, five, and six, but they want the second one. They want the nun. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, look, this is all a gamble, right? I'm betting $50 on it. Number seven, the nun yeah. two. Nice. You know? Very nice. Uh, but what about the one right before that? What about number six? Yeah, I'm going to go through this in a, a flash, the flash. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I, I mean, look, I would have loved to put Aquaman in there, but I think because of all the, I think there's two factors here, and it might be even, it could even be higher on this list. I think you have your Snyderverse fans that will come out in force, all twenty of them. They're gonna come <laughs> out and they're gonna buy a lot of tickets, but also I think just because of all the, the the drama behind it people are going to want to see what this is all about and then i i mean even another factor i think all the cancellations that wb did and everything else not even the snyder first stuff just all the other things are cut people are going to want to see what that is so i think it's going to do very well for itself as a you know uh kind of like the last few of the snyder first movies because when we get this one we get the shazam we get Blue Beetle, and then we get Aquaman this mm -hmm. year. So it's like the last four that you're going to kind of get in that universe. And um, so I'm going The Flash. I like it. I like it. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't like it, but I, I, I gotta give it its space in this list. It might be, mm-hmm. I might be completely off base. This might be number one. I gotta hope not. Uh. <laughs> Lord, have, have you seen the, have you seen the cow on the costume? I mean, I've seen the. I've seen the looks of the suits. I saw like a, a promotional poster too, and I was taken yeah. aback. Yeah, let me tell you, Berlanti, congratulations on your Flash costume. You've done one. it. You've done it. You've done the, it. The the Ezra Miller Flash movie suit does look like it's made of red vines. <laughs> yeah. Or so, better yet, Twizzlers. I think it maybe has more of a Twizzlers vibe. Yeah, not tasty, crappy, licorice based candy indeed yeah <laughs> anyway that's my number six what's your number six well this might be controversial but i think my number six gotta be ant-man and the wasp quantum mania uh it looks cool but i feel like it lacks buzz pun intended or maybe not uh i think it's gonna do fine because number six is still great but i that's think great. I don't feel like people aren't talking about this movie. I don't feel like people don't seem to care about it. I don't think, I don't know. Uh, and the last, the last couple of Ant-Man movies seem to have uh, not really made all those, that many waves in the, uh, the pantheon of high grossing Marvel movies. So I think what will help it though, and mm. this might make me wrong is I think because it doesn't lack magic, it'll be released in China and I think it will do quite well in China. So that's a, that potentially, I just looked at where it fell on the, the, the rankings. I was like, Oh no, it, it never broke top 20, neither one of the movies. So I was just like, Mm-mm. yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, but then again, Winter Soldier is at number twenty, so I don't know what people are talking about. That movie yep. is excellent, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But whatever. But yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this one is a, a, a fun ant person movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let me move on to my number five. Yes, this is the one. This is. These are the real winners. All the other ones we talked about were they'll win too, but these are the this is the this is the if I figure if any of us get in the top five, we've done it. Yeah, we've done something right. Uh top five, number five, I think that it that is going to be Disney's The Little Mermaid. Uh I think the Little Mermaid is going to do really good business. I think it's the exact right time for this to come out. Uh, because I think there's a lot of kids who are itching to see this movie and especially this version of it. And I think also that parents are at the point where their nostalgia is fully thirsting for more Little Mermaid. Um, and we've only seen a little snippet of it. I think when we get that full trailer, the hype machine is going to go into overload. And that's why I'm saying Little Mermaid is my number five for 2023. Top grossing. Okay, okay, okay. That's like a, you said, the the live action remakes do well, and uh, I think this one might. It feels like it might have been one of the ones that's done even better than well. I mean, look, I certainly hope for for the sake of uh, for the movie and all the stupid racist drama that 
came from the announcement for no good reason. I certainly hope it does well, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt. And yeah, the the main remakes of all the ones, especially like the '90s movies, have all scored you know three hundred fifty million plus. Yeah. It is not on my list because I think people are too racist, but that's me. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, but I'm hoping I mean, for you. I'm hoping you're right. You might be right. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it's going to do really good business. I think I think those, the songs are going to put people in theaters. And I, I really think so. Um, but uh, let's hear about your number five. My number five. Well, you better dial up that destiny. Uh? I'm going Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Name yeah. change pending. I I think Harrison Ford is having a renaissance, it seems. He's he's finally looking like he's having fun doing movies again. <laughs> it um, does look like that. You know, um, I think people are looking for him to either pass off the torch or see something else because we've have yet to be able to make a Indiana Jones movie replacement. Every time someone tries to do, they just go, that's Indiana Jones ripoff. I'd rather just have Indiana Jones. Well, we're getting it. Seems to be like a lot of fun. And even though a lot of people don't like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that one did pretty gangbusters in the theaters too. So my number five choice is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's a good choice. It's a very good choice. I think that uh, I think it's going to be in the top five somewhere. But uh, how about you regale us with the tale of your number four? Uh, number four will be a part three of this movie series, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my God! I don't have the reggaeton horn, but I also have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three at number four. <laughs> All right. Well, just because of that we each take off five dollars if we both right. I'm kidding. No, it's fine. <laughs> well, I was. I'll. I'll say this. I couldn't decide mm. uh, between Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three for number four. So maybe to make it interesting, I just go with uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, I mean, you could. Four? You could. It's not a good as good of a bet, <laughs> I have to say. The numbers uh, for Across the Spider-Verse is amazing as it is, or Into the Spider-Verse, are not even near anywhere near Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes. Uh, but, uh, so do I really want to make that? Uh, and no, I'm going to stick with Guardians. Yeah, <laughs> stick, stick with the Guardians. Guardians. Look, I have Spider-Man on my list, but it's number 13. Um yeah, I think it's going to do fine, but I was I was hoping for a little bit more. But Guardians, I think it's going to do. It's the last one. Everyone is retiring from these characters. It looked the trailer was very emotionally affecting. I think it's going to do good fucking business. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. If that's your number four, uh huh. What be your number three? Well, this is one that's already appeared on your list, John. But I am saying it's going to make even more money than you think. I think the number three grocer of 2023 is going to be The Flash. Look, uh, 
I think it's a safe bet. I'm, I think it's a safe bet. We, we really don't know where people are feeling about it. So I think it, 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 I'll put it so as making this list, it kept moving everywhere, but I, I think it's number three spot is a safe bet for it. I think that Ezra's been staying out of the news. Uh, so like the, 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 or their, um, their troubles with the, uh, the law have uh, have started to kind of fade from people's minds. Uh, I think that for all the issues that Ezra Miller has in their personal life, they're incredibly charming and a good flash. They're good. They're definitely the uh, a good part of the movies that they were in. Um, and uh, I think I'm. I mean, at least I am looking forward to seeing Michael Keaton as Batman in there and Supergirl's going to be in it and multiple versions of the flash are going to be in it. I am. And the early buzz is very good. So I think it's going to good word of mouth is going to carry this one, uh, to the number three spot. I, you know, what? like uh, this is a gamble. I think, I mean, I think you could be right. I'm going to stick with where I have it just because I think, while people are going to see it, I don't. I don't see this. I don't see this breaking uh, five hundred mil. Um, yeah, it would definitely I, track with the the recent receipts for DC movies if it didn't really, you know, make too big waves. But I'm uh, taking a gamble. I'm going to say it's going to be really good, and people are going to come out to see it uh, for a, a variety of reasons. Here, 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 here. But what about you, good sir? Well, you know, I mean, I think you're uh, wrong in this pick, but um, I, I think, and this might this might partially be hope, but also the fact that uh, the first movie in the series was the eighth highest for Marvel. I'm picking the Marvels. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it, you know, Captain Marvel made a lot more money than I thought. Uh, and it could have been just because people were either looking for more Samuel or they thought the idea of Brie Mar- Larson as uh, Captain Marvel is the thing. But I think it's going to have a draw. It's got a bunch of TV shows that kind of lead up into it as well. Um, and, you know, I'm just really hoping that it does very well. Again, to prove a lot of naysayers wrong. So the Marvel's my number three pick. Very cool. But what about number two in the top two now? Yeah, this was tough, but I mentioned it uh, before. I think Oppenheimer is going to be number two. I, you know what? I, I neglected to put this on my list and I am very much kicking myself because I read an article the other day that said whenever Christopher Nolan comes out with an original movie, it is the number one movie in that year. So <laughs> I think putting it at number two is a really safe bet. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, this one could it could have for me could have flipped between two and one. Um, he he puts butts in seats, and it doesn't really even matter the subject matter. The Dark Knight trilogy, awesome. Tenet, awesome. I haven't seen it, but you know it did well. Dunkirk did stupid. So like, and that's done. Inception, exactly. Like, there's just interstellar. Let's not go too crazy there. <laughs> but yeah, whenever he does something, he he's a draw. So I had to go with number two. 
uh, yeah. Oppenheimer, but it could honestly be number one. I think, honestly, I probably should flip them, but I won't. Oppenheimer is number two. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. Very good pick. Uh, mm-hmm. My number two, you've already mentioned it on your list, so it would be no surprise, but I think Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is going to be do really well for the reasons that you said and also i think it'll just be good word of mouth and i think people want to get back to theaters and see a swashbuckling uh adventure story uh that that looks like it's shot beautifully and and hopefully it has a good enough story i think especially the timing right now is being especially kind to indiana jones i think i've read several thought pieces kind of extolling the virtues of kingdom of the crystal skull which i don't think i would ever thought i would ever see because i still am not there kudos no. to you if you were at a place where you're like this is good uh i'm still not there with you <laughs> yeah congratulations but, you're seeing something that i for sure cannot but even for a fan like me who feels kind of burned by that movie um i think uh this new one looks just uh like a just a a ton of fun in the old style of Indiana Jones that we're used to for, from our childhood. So I think nostalgia, the wave of nostalgia is going to carry this one all the way up to level uh, number two. I think it's risky. I think your place on the list is more maybe reasonable, logical, but uh, what can I say? I want it to do well. I want uh, old Harry Ford to go out <laughs> with the bang. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you just got to go with the heart. I won't, but sometimes you just got to go with the heart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's funny. I've been seeing those thought pieces too on Kingdom's uh, Crystal Skull. They're like, you know what? It's pretty good. And I'm like, mm, it is the fourth best Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's shot well. But I mean, I also have other hangups over that movie that ooh, like I'm, I'm i'm definitely good off of it but i'm i'm looking forward to that level of excitement i had when they announced you know crystal skull and i was like oh another indiana jones movie yes you know like i could not wait so yeah i'm definitely hoping this does gangbusters too but. indeed well it's time for our number ones uh and i shall go first My number one is the Marvels. That's right. Uh, I know that, uh, I don't know. Uh, Like you said, uh, Captain Marvel did a lot better than I think people remember. Uh, It did incredibly well. And now, granted, this was like a right smack dab in the middle of Marvel fever. And that seems to have waned a little bit. But Mm -hmm. I have a theory about this movie. And I may not be right, but we'll see. I think that the Marvels is where the main crux of this phase is going to start making sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the Marvels is going to start knocking down pins that have been set up in a way that I think people are, is going to surprise people. Um, I think that Brie Larson is, uh, is, is more popular than ever right now doing no small part to her, uh, very wholesome and hilarious and charming uh, social media presence. And um, 
I think all of those are going to come. I think people may, might, after all the stuff that's been happening in the Marvel universe, they might be looking for this kind of team up uh, movie. And I think that all that is going to converge and make it a, and make it just a, a big hit. Part of that is just what I want to happen. <laughs> sure. I think, I don't know if it's all based on data, um, but these are from the little dribs and drabs I've heard. And just based on how I've seen the story progress so far, I feel like this is going to be something that'll just kind of, I think it'll surprise people. And I think it'll be one of those must-see Marvel movies for this phase. So that's why my number one is the Marvels. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you know, in the top three, we have it. So let's see. We'll see who wins there. But Mm -hmm. I guess it's, I guess it's my turn, huh? I'm picking Dune Part Two. Whoa, yeah, man, I would be fine with that if that's if that happened too. I know I didn't put it anywhere on my top ten, but man, am I looking forward to that one personally? I think the first Dune did a lot of things. It was the first movie to kind of go back into theaters, but also bridge it into uh, the streaming verse, and did did very well for itself. I also think because it streamed, a lot more people who wouldn't have watched it watched it because it was there. Ooh. And a lot of people who are not like you fans of Dune at all, but really appreciated it, I think, are going to come out in force and uh, check out part two because they're going to want to know how it ends. Like, I know when it stopped, people were like, what? That's, yeah. What? You're walking off into the desert? What do you mean? What happens? You know, and I think even book sales spiked a little bit so people could try to figure out what happened. So, uh, and, and this is partially, you know, very much like you. Like, I'm hoping that it does well, Dune, for, you know, all of its kind of faults in, in, in certain areas is one of my favorite uh science fiction series so i'm hoping that you know dune part two does well so i'm going with uh, number one even though like i said i could flip flop it between that and oppenheimer like yeah interesting i love your uh, i love your top three very thought-provoking and i think it feels writer than mine <laughs> so <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and write 50 dollars out of the budget right now <laughs> we'll Perfect. see what happens Perfect. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, send it care of John to the <laughs> Pentagon. I'll, I'll, I'll finish. What? <laughs> yeah, no, like, I mean, dude, I had, this was so much harder than I thought because I wanted to go in with feeling because I just want these certain movies. Like, I had John Wick 4. I was like, yeah, that movie better do well. I'm like, eh, it's not going like it'll do well, but it ain't gonna do. It'll do well for that movie series. Oh, absolutely! But it's, but it's not gonna do well compared to like just some of these other jug, juggernauts. No matter how much I want it, like even Creed Three, I was like, people love the Creed series, but in comparison to what else is coming out, I'm like, mm. so any I, other year, yes, I would. I would say it would be on the top five probably creed but like this is this year is so ridiculously stacked with stuff yeah i mean and and personally across the spider-verse i'm so looking forward to it because that's that i did not think and look i'm not this i don't think this is a bold statement i did not think sony had a good spider-man movie in them in them (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, you know, they broken clocks. Yeah, but it was it I I mean I never I've I left the theater weeping because I enjoyed that movie so much. I can't watch the first one because I'm afraid of what it will do. That's how much I love it. But I was like, uh, I want it to do well, but I don't against like just again, this is a stacked year. Yeah. It'll like, be surprising. I think like, we'll be really interesting to see where how this shakes out. Yeah, and I mean, it's very easy like once these movies start coming out, depending on the dates, you'll know real quickly where you're going to sit if it's <laughs> even going to crust in your list. So who knows? By the middle of this year, I might be giving you 50 bucks. <laughs> well, it'll be great. It'll, it'll be great to see. We should really check in in the middle of the year and see how we're faring, how many have been knocked off and, and how many uh, still remain. But uh, uh, cool. So, yeah, follow along. We'll be revealing the winner a year from now. Talk about delayed uh, gratification, but that's just the way it has to go. We don't, we can't know it till the end of the year. Yeah, we can only Karnak this so much. We can only Karnak, right? That classic character everybody knows about. Uh, Again, our age demographic, yes, people know who Karnak is. It's not not that big of a leap. I I barely know who Karnak is. Well, look, maybe one of us used to watch a lot of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson when he probably should have been asleep. But Uh, who knew that, uh, you know, that Jabba Juice was so good? Keep me up. (laughs) So many vitamins. So many. Packed with them. Vitamin Z, don't know what that is, but it keeps me up. (laughs) Well, we got to edit it there because that was the perfect callback. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. We sure as heck enjoyed making it for you. And, uh, with a further adieu, take it away, future seeing forest. A big thank you to Burton M6 for all the incredible music on our show. You can find a link to his Fiverr page in our show notes. You can also find links to our social media, Discord, and merch store in our show notes as well. Just click that Pico link. From us here at Pop Saga to all of you out there, we want to say thank you for joining us. Your support means the world. We hope that you're feeling happy and healthy, and we'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Now here's John with one last bit of sage advice before we say goodbye. Thank you, future seeing force. Remember folks, $50. Is what Force is going to be giving me December 31st, 2023. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> I'll be rich. <laughs> hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you're coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you're riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Delhi City. <laughs> you want the hype? I gotcha. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go. 